You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious... It's all here with me today. Um, it's one of those shows that it's just you and me. Uh-oh, I'm getting my internet connection is, is unstable. So hopefully uh, we'll come through okay. Um, but welcome, welcome, welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Uh, I hope you caught my show last week. We had a really wonderful guest last week, Mike Anthony, and we were talking all about uh, the afterlife, communicating with uh, loved ones who've crossed over. And, and one of the things he mentioned in the interview was how he appeared on this Netflix series, Surviving Death. And so I actually have been uh, watching it a little bit. I've been, I've been, uh, it, it's a, I think a six part miniseries and uh, I've been watching it. It's actually pretty good. I, I recommend it. And I'm, I'm, I'm very well versed in all this stuff, but it's always nice to kind of get this reinforcement. And they talk about a lot of different aspects of the afterlife communicating with people. Um, so uh, I hope, uh, so just a re little recommendation, if any of you need something to binge watch, like I do every now and then, uh, it, it'll, it, it's a fun little series, Surviving Death on Netflix. And uh, if you did not catch my episode last week with Mike Anthony, it's called Love Dad, because it's about his, his uh, you know, connection with his dad after he passed. Um, you can catch it on talkradio.nyc. Um, and if you go to the detail page, there's links to the Facebook video. And if you're used to like getting your podcasts on on the big platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, um, you know, the Conscious Consultant Hours everywhere. And, and one thing I'd really appreciate is if... Uh, you could could on iTunes and on these different platforms, whichever one you use, um, when you to search for the Conscious Consultant Hour, uh, like it, give it a, a review, uh, just to help it to be more visible. Let, let's uh, help to share this information with with more people. So I, I would greatly appreciate it. I know I, I love you, my loyal listeners, my fans, and uh, I'm very uh, appreciative. So if you could just do that to help out, it would be totally awesome. 
Okay, so let's get started with today's show. As I mentioned earlier, it's one of those shows. It's just you and me, which means if you're listening live on on the Facebook live stream, please comment in the comment section, uh, ask your questions. And and today's topic, I'm going to be talking all about the key to healing trauma. And uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about it and, and some other stuff. But first, of course, we're going to have our quote or, or our little section from Everyday Awakening, my book, uh, which is available at everydayawakeningbook.com. Um, I've been doing this now for a while. Uh, we're actually into the second part of the book. There's seven parts in the book. And this section today um, is we all have dog days every now and then. We all have dog days every now and then. Times when we feel like the world is against us. We all wake up on the wrong side of the bed once in a while. The key to surviving such days is not to marinate in the misery, but to accept that they're tough. Feeling awful? Great. Feel it. Let's not stuff down the uncomfortable feelings. Let's not ignore the signs that are telling us it's time to take a break. Let's not forget that there will always be ups and downs. If we can stop judging the downs as bad, we can get through them with greater ease. When we truly accept all that life brings to us, regardless of how good or bad it feels, somehow things go smoother. It's okay to have a dog day. Just don't drag it around with you for the rest of your life. So where are you not feeling so great? How can you accept that uncomfortable feeling and move forward? So uh, this is a short section, but but for me, it's, it's a really important one because so often, and, and in working with people and doing the work that I do, It's very common to see that like when we don't feel so hot, when we don't feel so good, when we feel like, oh, just, I don't know, I'm in pain, I'm in physical pain, I'm in emotional pain, or or, or maybe it's not even pain, maybe we're just stressed, maybe we're just, I don't know, just not feeling so great, we're so quick to run away from it, we're so quick to want to, quote unquote, fix ourselves, we're so trying to get out of that uncomfortable feeling. And it's not that we shouldn't look for ways of alleviating the pain. Nobody wants to feel pain. Of course not. Yet sometimes I I guess I just feel we're a little too quick to move in that direction. We're, we're too fast to like get out of this uncomfortable feeling rather than sitting with it and actually being present to it and feeling it. I, I once had a teacher, and she was wonderful. She really knew how to stay with the feeling, staying with her emotions and, and what was going on. And she would say that there is no feeling, no emotion that was so unbearable that we couldn't get through it if we just really sat with it for seven days straight. Now, again, seven days, she's talking about the worst traumatic loss, the most 
awful kinds of feelings. Normally it doesn't take that much. And when she was saying like, sit with it and be present to it for seven days, she was talking about unplugging the phone, pulling the shades down, putting away the games, the books, everything, and just truly being present with what she was feeling. And she had suffered a lot of loss in her life and she'd been through a lot of things. And look, most of us, we don't have that luxury. We have, we have jobs, we have businesses, we have to take care of stuff on a daily basis. So we can't just sit and be present to our emotions all day long. But I think that kind of gives us a little bit of a yardstick to measure against. We can say that, okay, I can't sit with this all day long, but maybe I can sit with it for a half hour here or 15 minutes there. And I'm maybe busy working, and so we're not really being that present to how we're feeling in the moment. Uh, but then when we take a break, we can sit and be with it. And, you know, around this time, I, I believe this was when I um, I found that that there was just something that not that good came up. Something, it was around, like, my birthday. It was my birthday month of February. And, and there was something that kind of triggered me. I think it was a, a photograph um, or something that, that from my past that just triggered something in me. And I was kind of feeling the loss. I was feeling like uh, I just wasn't feeling that good. And I really couldn't put my finger on it. And for a good three or four weeks, it was just this background sort of underlying feeling and if somebody asked me like like how are you feeling I'd be like yeah okay but I wasn't really okay but if they asked me like like what are you not okay about I really I don't think I could even give them an answer but I just sat with it I just and and it was also, I think it was a significant time for me because normally I'd be running away from that feeling. I would be doing anything to distract myself from that feeling. I would be, you know, uh, binge watching TV. I would be, you know, filling up my time with classes and seeing people, going to workshops, going out, just doing whatever, just so I could escape that feeling. But this particular time, and this was probably about three, four years ago, maybe a little bit more. I said, you know what? I'm not going to distract myself from it. There's something about this that I just need to sit with. And I sat with it and I sat with it. And for a good three or four weeks, I just let myself feel this not so good feeling, which is very unlike myself. Um, And it's not that I necessarily got any deep insight by feeling it. And then eventually I went to one of the, the ceremonies that I participate in. And, and some stuff came up around loss. Some stuff came up around grief. And then it was really present. It was really like in my face. And then afterwards, I felt so good. I felt, I felt a huge relief. I felt like kind of that feeling when you wind up a spring and then you release it and it just kind of, and, and I was just kind of, like, like, like just the space, like, like I didn't, I didn't feel good, but, but it just felt like 
a, a, a feeling of tiredness or exhaustion, like after letting go of some energy that, that I'd been holding on to for a long time. And interestingly, like that same kind of feeling, that sense of loss, I mean, does it come up occasionally? Sure, but not in the same way. And so that feeling of, you know, what I was sitting with, it also was a big lesson for me that I can sit with it, that like, it's okay. And I don't have to judge it. And I don't have to run away from it. And I don't have to hide from it. And so for me, that was a a big lesson. And so this section is all about saying, hey, look, we all have difficult days now and then. Yeah, we we, we don't want to marinate in it. We don't want to make it our, our life's work. But when it comes up, it's okay to sit with it, to not judge it and to see. And when I work with people and, and I sort of tell this story and express this idea and it, and it gives them some uh, uh, sense of relief and then they get kind of sitting with it, inevitably people get so much out of it. There, there's some hidden loss, some hidden trauma, something that unacknowledged that just by sitting with the feeling, um, eventually that bubbles up to the surface. And, and actually what, what it was around that time for me and what wasn't really feeling so good, I believe what it was that came up is it, it was about a, an old girlfriend from, from many, many years ago and somebody who had been very, very good to me. I really loved her, but I was in a difficult situation at the time that, that, that she really like couldn't accept. And, and because of that, she ended up leaving me breaking up with me and it was heartbreaking for me because I cared about her and I appreciated her so much but it's like I couldn't be angry with her because she had been so good to me so it was like what right do I have to be angry she was so good to me yet I was upset I was angry I was sad um, to have lost her and to this day I have the fondest of memories of being with her um, you know, it's been probably 20, no, more than 25, probably 30 years um, since we were together. And yeah, sometimes I, I did try and like look for her on social media and stuff, wasn't able to find her. Um, but yeah, it, it was just acknowledging that I was angry, that I was upset, that I was sad. And I just held on to that because I'd never been so present to it. I, I, I never allowed myself to feel it because I felt I had no right to that feeling. And once I realized that it wasn't about having a right to it, that it wasn't about how she treated me, it was just my own sense of loss. And just acknowledging that it was a real loss and that she was so special at a time when everything was so crazy for me and and there really wasn't anything that lifted me up in my life at that time but she did so I realized it was just validating my own feelings and so sometimes that can be 
the biggest lesson is learning to just validate our own feelings. And hey, if we don't feel so good, let's be honest about it. Hey, I feel like crap today. But tomorrow we can feel better. And we don't have to feel a lot better, even if it's just a little bit better. So I invite you for this week, you know, between now and next week, see, is there some uncomfortable feeling that you're feeling in the background that you haven't acknowledged and and that you've been avoiding, that you've been distracting yourself from, that you've been using all these little excuses so that you don't have to be present to it? Maybe take some time and really sit with it without any distractions, you know, without watching TV, without reading books, without going out. Just sit with that uncomfortable feeling and ask, what is it trying to tell you? What is coming up for you with it? What is it all about? And if you can, may not come up right away because you're not used to doing that. So your body might not be so willing to communicate so easily. So it may take sitting with it a half hour here, 45 minutes there, 10 minutes here, five minutes there, an hour here. It may take a little bit of practice, but my experience has been that if you really show you're serious and sit with that uncomfortable feeling, eventually it will reveal itself. What is it all about? And hey, it may not be that easy to face what it's trying to tell you. It may not be that comfortable, but trust me, I've been there. If you face it, if you allow yourself to really go there, there is real freedom on the other side of that. There is real relief on the other side of that. So, so this section, again, it's we all have our dog days every now and then. So maybe things are going great for you. You don't have any dog days. That's fine. But if you're just feeling off, if you're just feeling not so good, acknowledge it, be with it, sit with it. Awesome. All right. So um, I've run a little bit over. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, I'm going to start talking about sort of the key to healing trauma. And it might not be what you think. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook with our Facebook Live and Inspired Thoughts with Sam, talkradio.nyc, The Conscious Consultant, Double Diamond Wellness. I stream it out all over the place. Thank you for being with me today, and we will be right back after these messages. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. To the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Thank you all for being with me today. It's just me and you. So uh, if you're tuning in live on the Facebook Live uh, or, or you're listening through the station, uh, please let me know your comments and questions. You can email me, sam at theconsciousconsultant.com. Um, and I will be checking my email during the breaks. And if you email me, um, I will answer your questions or comments during the show or just post on the Facebook Live if you're listening live. Okay, so we're talking about trauma uh, today and about what it takes to heal from trauma. And there are a lot of different modalities. There's a lot of different ways to approach it. And one of the things that I've learned over the years and primarily going back, you know, a little over seven years ago when uh, I, I started getting involved in this ceremonial work that I do now, is that when we work on healing things with other people, it has such a more potent, more powerful ability to help us to get past these feelings. And my teacher, um, Armand, he says that in order to heal trauma, we need connection and community. And it took me a while to really get that and what it was all about until I experienced it for myself. And this is not to say that like doing one-on-one -on -one work isn't good for trauma. It's not to say that, you know, we can't do things and work on ourselves and, 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 and heal through trauma. But in my experience, our trauma normally is something that happens with other people. 
It's something that could have happened a long time ago when we were a kid. And it might not have even been directed at us. It could be seeing our parents fight. It could be seeing our brother and sister fight. It could be something that is directed at us. It could be, you know, bullies picking on us when we were a little kid. It could be people abusing us. It could be a whole host of different things. But usually it involves us and someone else, at least one other person, if not multiple other people. And so when I was introduced to this idea that to heal trauma, we need community, I really thought about it and sat with it. And then when I had my own experiences of healing trauma in community, I realized, oh, we have these experiences. I'm going to call them points of data, right? Like every experience we have is a data point. It's telling us something is safe or something's not safe. Something is painful or it's not painful. It feels good. It feels bad. We have all these points of data in our life that our brains record and our bodies keep, keep the storage. You know, our bodies is kind of like a giant hard drive, just records everything. And when those experiences are painful, difficult, challenging, excruciating, and they involve other people, then ultimately we need other points of data that are opposite to counteract those points of data. And indeed, I saw, um, I don't know if I heard someone say it or, or read a study that said that for every painful or difficult or negative data point, we need like seven positive data points to counteract it. Like, like that's just the way our brains are wired, that the negative stuff sticks with us and stays in our nervous system and, and, and in our bodies. It's there's so much more powerful in a way than the good stuff. And so for every interaction, for every experience that we've had with someone else, that hurt us, that, that caused us trauma. It takes a bunch more with other people showing us that we can be safe with other people, showing us that other people do care about us, that they can support us, that all this stuff. Like it takes a lot. And so doing our really deep personal healing work in community, in group, it, the experience of it, the, the experience of being raw and vulnerable and, 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 and breaking down and crying and, and sobbing and, and, and showing someone else how much in pain we were or are. And then witnessing us and supporting us and just holding space for us just the act of that is so healing and it counteracts so much of the negative stuff that we've experienced. So community is so important because when we do our work in groups and there are people there validating how we feel, validating the difficulty of what we went through, validating how hurt we are, like that, 
it, it's so, so powerful. And that helps us so, so much. So that's one of the aspects of why community is so important. And look, I, I mean, I've been doing this work seven years now. It's also possible if the other people in the group are not that aware and they're not that conscious and they're not really being there and holding space for it, it's also possible to get re-traumatized. It's also possible that if the people you're doing your healing work with, if, if they're going through their own healing work and, and they're lashing out because they're angry, that could also cause another negative data point. So that's why we need, need to be somewhat selective in who we work with. And that's why feeling some affinity to the people who we are doing our work with, the people who are in the community is so important. And we may be in a group and there may be, let's say 10, 12, 15 people in the group, and maybe only two or three of them that we really feel close to. So we choose to share with those and not necessarily with everybody else. And they may be off doing their own healing work. And we don't have to do it with everyone in the group. But having that community, having that support, that validation, oh my God, it, it, it makes going through this traumatic, gut-wrenching, difficult time so much easier. So much easier. And, and there's something about just having those people present that the cells in our body recognize and resonate with that is so important to, to our nervous system. So um, we're just getting started. Uh, I, I do have another commercial break I, I need to take. Uh, but when we come back, I'm going to talk about the second aspect that's very important uh, for healing from trauma. So please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our topic this hour is the key to healing from trauma. And we will be right back after these messages. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you a cannabis enthusiast? a cannabis professional, or interested in entering the cannabis space. I'm Johnny Tsunami, and this is Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. On our show, we will discuss the cannabis world through the perspective of various cannabis professionals. Tune in every Thursday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m., Talk Radio NYC, Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism, 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, thank you all for being here today. It's one of those shows that I do about once a month, sometimes a little less. Um, that's just me and you. And we're talking today all about the key from healing to healing from trauma, which is, um, as I've talked about so far, I've been speaking a lot about community. <clears throat> and then the second part of it is connection connection with others because when we do our healing work with people who we trust there is some affinity with there are a number of things that happen and i've seen this happen over and over again in the ceremonial circles that i hold which is suddenly we find somebody else dealing with almost the exact same thing it's never exactly 100% the same sometimes it is but rarely but it's it's pretty close and so when we do our healing in community and we find somebody else is also healing from the same or similar kind of trauma, there's, there's that, that connection. There is that sense of we're not alone in our trauma. And, it, and it's funny, I've been in a number of circles where <clears throat> not just myself or other organizers, sometimes my mentor, Ian, will 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 people will be going around in the beginning talking about their intention for the group and and someone will talk about feeling alienated and not feeling you know connected to people and he'll say how many people here raise your hands also feel alienated and not connected and everybody's in the hands in the group go up and so then it's it's a very powerful thing for when we do our healing work in a group to know that oh I'm not alone. Other people feel just the same way I do, that they're experiencing the same things that I'm experiencing. So that's another form of validation, knowing that we're not alone. And that can be very, very powerful. Now, connection with others 
also in healing from trauma is very important because we can actually learn from other people's experience of trauma, what they had to go through and how they dealt with it. How did they find their way through it? How did they cope with it? And that can be a very healing in and of itself. And, and sometimes just learning from others and, and hearing how they've gone through stuff that's maybe even worse than what we've gone through. I mean, I cannot tell you like how many times I've sat in ceremony and been with someone and, and I start hearing their story and I'm like, oh my God, it's like so much worse than what I experienced. It's like almost, uh, I feel almost embarrassed to talk about mine, but we shouldn't be because, you know, our, our trauma is always specific to us and, and, and what hurts us. It, it, it hurts equally to what hurts someone else. So that learning from others, learning from their experience, seeing that we're not alone, that other people, and sometimes they've had so much worse, that can help us with healing from trauma, that connection. But also sometimes, as I mentioned, if somebody's had so much of a worse experience, or they also have a similar experience, us sharing our story with them can be so powerful for them. And then we actually feel better about ourselves because then we're able to take our challenges, our most excruciating experiences in our life, and just by sharing it with someone else that it helps them, then it helps us to feel better about what we've been through. Then it, 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 there's such a sense of okay, there's some purpose to it. There's some benefit from it. I can help someone else because of what I've been through. So that helping somebody else, it, it, don't discount it. You know, sometimes when I work with clients and I see like they're really down on themselves and, and they feel like, oh my God, I have all these problems in my life. Sometimes I recommend to them to try volunteering in the soup kitchen, go do some, some, some uh, work at a nonprofit that, that works with handicapped children or, or, or go to a cancer ward in a hospital and just talk to people who are dying, go to hospice and comfort some people who are dying. And inevitably, if they take my advice, they come back and go, oh my God, what an amazing experience. Because suddenly they see that like, hey, their challenges may not be the worst out there. That there are people dealing with things that are so much worse. And they feel like at least they can comfort them. And that because what they're dealing with is not as challenging as what someone else is dealing with, that there's a certain comfort to that. There's a certain sense of relief that no matter how bad things are for us, that there are people out there who are suffering much worse. And so it takes us outside of ourselves. It somehow makes our trauma, our challenges seem that much smaller. And even if it seems just a little bit smaller than it did before, that little bit can make a huge, huge difference in the moment. So that connection to other people can really help us to 
not be so caught up in our own challenges help form some relief and again give us that positive data point help us to have that positive experience to help offset the negative experiences that we have now look i'm using this positive and negative in relative terms um ultimately i believe all of life is here to serve us so there really is nothing Ultimately, I'd consider negative. I use it as a social construct that you understand what I mean. But ultimately, even the most negative experiences we we have in life, they do serve us in some way. And oftentimes we find how they serve us when we are connected to other people. And that sometimes the, our biggest pain is our gift because it's how we connect to other people. And, and I remember there was one ceremony where I, I guess I was dealing with feelings of unworthiness, of not being enough, of, of just feeling yucky about myself, not feeling that good, feeling I'm not as good as other people. And then it kind of came to me, like, that's also a gift, because how many people out there don't feel that good about themselves? How many people will I be able to connect with who feel that exact same way? And I'll know what to say or what not to say because I felt the exact same way. And even as I do my own healing work, even as I evolve and, and feel better about myself, I still remember, I still know. I still, it's in my body what that feeling is like. So when someone comes to me and they have that feeling of like, you know, just this, this, this low self-esteem, self-worth. Yeah, I've been there and I can share my story and I can share what it took for me to, to get through it. And, and maybe that connection, that little story can make all the difference in the world. So yeah, sometimes our biggest trauma, sometimes our, our biggest pain, it's our biggest gift because that's how we can connect with other people. And this is why doing our healing work in community, in a community we can trust that are also doing their healing work. It, it's so powerful. I cannot emphasize this enough. And I see our loyal listener, Patty, as always checking in from Tucson. And she says, when a partner is in hospital after a, a liver transplant and his body is rejecting it, uh, what can you say to his loved one? Because he's going through just as much at this time. I pray for both, but it's difficult. This is traumatic for both. Yes, absolutely. Look, first of all, acknowledge somebody's going through a tragic loss. Yes, it is excruciating. Yes, it is a loss. And, and I would just encourage them not to run away from those feelings to feel it. And, and what would I say to somebody who's, who knows, who can see in front of them that they're losing someone? Well, in some ways, it's actually what I talked about in my last show that death maybe maybe is not the end. I'm, I'm not going to say it's definitely not the end. I'm just going to say maybe it's not the end because 
we don't really know until we have that experience ourselves. And in my experience, when we have these, these, these situations that there's, there's no apparent upside to it in the moment, that, that's just traumatic, that's just painful, I, I look back on my own life. I look back on the things that were so traumatic in the past that maybe it's been 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years since it happened. And I look for how did that experience serve me in my life? Because inevitably it did. It absolutely did. I mean, I can look at the most difficult, challenging part of my life And not that there aren't still aspects of it to heal, but yes, I can still see ways in which it served me in my life, ways in which it's made me who I am today. So in this moment, that situation can feel excruciating and that loss can be heart-wrenching, but who knows what it's going to lead to in the future? Who knows what can come of it? So what I try to encourage people to do is to just not judge it. Don't make it wrong or bad, no matter how awful it feels. I'm not going to say it's not painful. I'm just saying, don't make the pain wrong. Don't make the pain bad. Just make it what it is in the moment. And yes, in the moment, it's awful. And you let them know, I'm here for you. I mean, I have a very close friend of mine whose son just graduated college, really sweet kid, OD'd from drugs this past summer. And she is distraught from that loss because she had such a close relationship to her son. So what do I say to her? I'm here for you. That connection, it's all about connection and community. And see, maybe there's some kind of support group of spouses, of partners, of people going through transplant and waiting and seeing what's happening. That there are other people. Validate their feelings. Validate it. Absolutely, it sucks. And right now, nothing anybody is going to do is going to make it feel better. But given time, given the support, given the community around that person, they will be able to get past it. So, um, believe it or not, time for us to take our last break of the show. So when we come back, um we'll we'll tie it up and if anybody else has any other questions or comments or situations you'd like me to comment upon please post it on the facebook live thank you all for tuning in Uh, you are listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we do do this every thursday 12 noon to 1 p.m eastern right here on talkradio.nyc and we will be right back after these messages Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking all about the the, the key or the answer to trauma. Um, and what I've been talking about this hour, it's all about connection and community. And, you know, I've been talking a lot about how working with other people, how healing with other people who are also healing from trauma has such a powerful impact on it. Now, look, healing from trauma, it's not the happiest of subject, but it's something we all deal with. And and something to keep in mind too is trauma is so common. We all experience trauma of one sort or another, especially like when you're a little baby, a door slamming closed and a sudden loud noise can be traumatic. Neglect can be traumatic. Uh, Being ignored, uh, being compared to your brother or sister, um, being, uh, you know, uh, told you're wrong, you're bad for doing something. Uh, There's so many things that can be traumatic. And what's traumatic for us might not be what's traumatic for somebody else. So it's very individual. And one thing, and this kind of goes back to what Patty was asking me is that when somebody else is experiencing a trauma or is relating to you about their trauma, or you're relating to them about their trauma, about your trauma is the validation. It's validating. Yes, that's traumatic. That must've been very hurtful, must've been very challenging both for ourselves and for others, that validation means so much, especially when someone is going through something that's very difficult. 
So just by being a witness, holding space for the person and validating them, that in and of itself can be amazingly healing for a person. So connection with others, community, that connection with our community, that social support, that network of knowing that there are people out there. And and it's not just a one-time thing. It's not just, oh, let's go to this this group or let's go to the ceremony and I'm going to heal myself. No, it's, it's like not just in the group. It's individually afterwards. It's talking to people and connecting with the people afterwards and knowing that they're there for you and you're there for them. That means so much. And in today's world where, and again, every place is different, but living in the middle of New York City where, you know, there are 400 units in my building. How many of my neighbors do I know? Eh, I know a couple of them. I, I, you know, know a couple of people on my floor, but are there many, 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 many more people I don't know? Absolutely. Do I feel a part of the local community in some ways, but not really? I don't really have community here. What's my community? My community are the people who I've done my healing work with in the ceremonial work. My community are people like I've had many people on my show from the Evolutionary Business Council. They're my community. Um, My business networking group, because I go to the meetings and I see people week after week, month after month, like they're a community too. Our communities are not necessarily where we live and who our neighbors are. Or even like, who you know, I'm Jewish, but how many, am I part of a synagogue? No. It's like sometimes even our, our ethnic, our religious, our, 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 our you know, community of, of who you normally think of, we don't necessarily feel connected to that community. We don't have to. Our community is who we choose it to be. Is our family our community? It can be, but lots of people don't have such a good relationship with their family. So their family is not their community. Our community are the people we choose. Our community are the people we have an affinity with. Our community are those people who there is this bond with, there's this connection with that's inevitable, that that, that sometimes doesn't even make sense, that sometimes you look at it from the outside and you're like, you have nothing in common with these people. How can you consider them your community? Because there's a quality. There is something there that's just not there with other people. So community is so important for so many aspects of our lives, but especially for healing from trauma and connecting to people in our community. It serves us in so many ways. And if anybody listening to this, whether you're listening live to the recording, maybe you're listening to this five years from now and you're getting this message, it's for you. And if you're in pain, if, if, if you, you're trying to deal with some trauma yourself and you're doing it by yourself, my message to you is go out and find your community. Don't do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. You can find people. And if you have a hard time finding people who you can relate to, as I mentioned before, go volunteer. 
go to a hospice, go to a soup kitchen, go serve other people who are, have less than you do, who are less fortunate than you are. And see how that feels. Report back to me. Let me know. Hey, if I'm wrong, tell me. Absolutely. If it only makes you feel worse, I want to know that. Because in my experience, it rarely does. When we show up in service for other people where there is no way for them to pay us back, where we're doing it completely from the generosity of our hearts, it is always a beautiful experience. And it's a very healing experience. I've had many guests on my show who have dealt with people who were dying, working in hospice, and they talk about what a beautiful experience it was, especially even to just be there at that moment when they cross over. I recently connected with an old friend of mine, and, and she'd, she's an energy healer, but she also does energy healing for pets. And, and she was relating to me about helping people who their pet was dying, a cat or a dog, and being there at the moment when they crossed over and what an amazing experience that was. One of the things, and I'm definitely going to do a future episode on this, is, is we don't know how to deal with death. In this culture, we so push it aside. We so don't talk about it, don't deal with it until we absolutely have to. And that's the worst way to approach death. In ancient times, there was all kinds of ritual around death. There was all kinds of way to prepare for it. There was so much, so many ways of doing it. Death in itself, it's become a trauma. It doesn't have to be. So that's definitely a, a topic for a future uh future episodes. So uh, I'm coming down to, to the end of my time. Um, I really want to thank Patty for, for being with us on the Facebook live. Thank you, my loyal listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I hope at least there was some little thing in the show that I talked about today that resonated with you, that supported you, that helped you and, and, and means something to you. Um, because there's a lot of healing to be done in the world today. There's a lot of trauma out there. But I am confident that there are more and more tools for healing from trauma than there ever have been before. And I'm a big believer, community and connection, two of our best tools for healing from trauma. So thank you for tuning in. Please stay tuned later today. We have Frank About Health at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time, followed by Planet Pakalolo at 6 p.m. Um, and if you like this show, if you like, you know, the topic, um, also don't forget on Mondays at 6 p.m. There's extra innings where Albert Daba talks about his own experience with suicide in his family and mental health issues, um, followed by Journey Through to Awareness. Uh, uh, Dr. George Ann Dow and her co-host Judy Miller, um, they've, they have wonderful shows talking about all kinds of healing topics. So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. I am here for you. Thank you all. We will talk to you next week. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.